We've won again. This is good. But what is best in life? How about... Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome, everybody. It is day two of Gen Con, which means it is Garage Gamer day two of Gen Con coverage. We are here in Indianapolis, Indiana, in the biggest gaming convention uh, in, well, in North America, I believe the Western Hemisphere. I believe there might be one larger one in Germany. Yeah, okay, that's still the Western Spiel. Hemisphere. There. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Germany, I'd have the one, so we might be number two, but that's fine. The people have told me I'm the number two it's, for a long time. No worries. Indianapolis is a big number two. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll get us invited back. <laughs> um, all right, and by the way, that's Kevin from Six Squared Studios. Happy there. Puppet Day, everyone. <laughs> and uh, joining along with us also is Brad from Six Squared Studios. How's it going? I'm and, back. of course, Harrison is here, as usual, on the mic Mm-hmm. That's where I am. So, uh, day two. Yesterday, we, uh, you know, did our basic things. Today, a little more laid back. I don't think this will be nearly as long as yesterday unless we really start getting into some of the things that we saw, and I have a feeling we might. But you never know. Let's see what happens here. So, day two. Um, now, Harrison and I had a couple of things scheduled that we were going to do. We had signed up for a, a one-session role-playing game for Dune, and then we had a couple of uh, things on, you know, creating characters for horror role-playing games, creating good characters for that, and some sort of a demo to a game. They were just like freebie tickets, things we were going to do, because we didn't know what we were going to be happening. Um, this morning, Harrison was feeling I woke up, up yeah, feeling just pretty terrible. Yeah. we up, up late a few nights in a row, up early a few days in a row, and it's like, you know what? I need to sleep more than I need to go and play this one game. So so what we tried out last night, game-wise, does that count as uh, day one or day two? Oh, I guess it counts as day... Well, still, uh, yeah. well day two. We'll, we'll put the end of the day at, at, at the yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's true. After we signed off... Well, we were off, up after midnight, so I think it's technically... It technically, it is. And we signed off of doing the podcast last night, and it was, what, about... Uh, it was about uh, 11. 11. Yeah. And so then we packed up all the equipment, put everything away, and then we played Unmatched. Un unmatched. That game is really good. You guys were not wrong. It's I played Dracula. Harrison was uh, Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde. Never both. And, Brett, you were... I was uh, Invisible Man. You were the Invisible Man, and then Brett was uh, Sherlock Holmes. That's right. That's a fun game. The maps are small, but very simple. They kind of remind me of something in between Scotland Yard, if you remember that game, mm -hmm. but with only about as many spaces as a clue. You know, like when you play Clue, it's got yeah. the thing. And that also, I keep relating it to Clue because our board had the spaces where you could go through the cabinet and come out in a different corner of the board. Right. Yes, it was very much almost like the, man the mansion from Clue. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, the whole object of that game is you get these different characters, different characters from literature and history. And you have cards, and you basically have to attack. It's it's it is it's a pit fight. It's a death match. Yeah. It's a death match, and 
You have attack cards, you have defense cards, and you have special cool things that your character can do. Find a character you like, play. Um, I was Dracula. I did not know how to play my character properly. I got wiped out fast. Um, I got wiped out fast by people who knew how to play, so I'm not calling shenanigans. I'm not saying there were shenanigans. I'm just saying shenanigans. So... Dracula's mm-hmm. are because you also have your sidekick. So you had your, your wives, your yes, vampire but wives. But somebody who knows they have a thing that can do one damage to everyone exactly. next to them and they just jump right next to all of them. They're Except like, that was me guys. and I didn't know what I was doing, so I just wiped, jumped in and totally murdered all the wives. I still call shenanigans. I lost hard. But that was nice because I got kind of done early and I knew I was enjoying the game, but I was able to jump out and quick take a shower and put on my PJs and come back out. Perfect. And then the game was, you know, that last, then it was down to just Harrison and... Uh, because Harrison right. took you out, right? Yeah, yeah. So Harrison, you took out me. Yeah, Mister Hyde specifically packs a bit of a wallop. Mm-hmm. I took out Brett after hitting him for like nine. Oh, no, it was me. Brett. Or, uh, yeah, I took out. Yeah, yeah, I took you out after hitting you for like nine, and then I hopped on over to. I hopped on over to try to go get Brett, but. I just I didn't have the health at that point. Like I just I'd spent too much taking out uh, Dracula. That, that's and, Sherlock. He's a slippery and one. the Invisible Man. And it was just like it's cool yeah, that, that when you exactly flip it. between the two characters. Though you can move all around the board as Doctor Jekyll, but when you're Mister Hyde, you move around the board. You like take damage or yeah, something. Yeah, you take because, damage for, yeah. or drawing cards even. Yeah, because right. you're that way. Um, your invisible man had a cup. They had the, the three little, you know, fog tokens. Yeah, and he's just jumping between them, just teleporting all over the board. And then he's got special cards that, like, all right, if you do this, then just rearrange all your. And it wasn't like move them. It's like, oh, just take them and put them anywhere on the board. So the invisible man could be anywhere, and you could get sucker punched and not be able to do anything because you can't see him. And that was pretty cool. All the decks are so well-themed because as you start getting further and further into the game, it's like you do have the same number of cards and they have the same sort of type techniques, but the way they put their decks together and the, and the, the fluff for those cards that translate into mechanics for the game makes them feel amazing. Well, like, it, that's it, the thing. Cause it's perfect. All the, you're, you have attack, a defense, and then the specials. Your attack, here's the attack number. Here is the either before, during, or after the actual combat is figured Flavor and mm-hmm. for like for like sometimes for Dracula it was like well do damage to the to anyone who's next to you and then heal up because I'm drinking their blood exactly you know uh, uh, Sherlock the, would be like if you guess the number that your opponent's playing you just completely cancel their card yeah and that even the defensive cards ha- every defensive card you have your defensive number but you've also got your little defensive ability. Uh, one that I had was, uh, it was it only had a one defense, so it wasn't mm-hmm. a good defense, but it was called Look Into My Eyes, and Dracula just hypnotizes you. You actually put the card you're attacking with back in your hand and hand it to me, mm-hmm. and I look through your deck and decide which card I actually want you to attack with. Yeah. That's fantastic. And it's like, you might not have, he didn't have another attack, so it had to be the same card. It right. Did. But the fact that it's, that was just, like, everything had a really cool thing. Well themed, exactly. So we didn't play the Buffy version, and I'm kind of anxious to play Spike. Yeah. Um, And we also, I said I got Little Red Riding Hood and Beowulf, because of course I bought the Beowulf one. Um, Beowulf's a great character. He's really fun. Now, uh, you can just pick any board. Like, I I now have two two two-sided boards because I have two starter sets, so we can play on any board we like. 
and just pick any uh, of the ten characters we like. Right? I think there's a I think there's a starter uh, a board in every box. There is a board in every box. Yeah. Some of the even two, the, the two player ones, two player which ones is a two player, player board. You can't use the two player board for four people because oh. it's a smaller board. It's a smaller arena. Oh, so that two player box, I can just play the game. Yeah, like sure each of these is a complete game. Even everything the tiny is standalone. Boxes. Everything yeah. is standalone. Yeah, it's really well made in that. So respect. that box is literally supposed to be Little Red Riding Hood fighting Beowulf. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's not fairly matched, but Beowulf sometimes wins. Still, <laughs> it works. Uh, I think I love this whole concept of just just matchups that should not happen. Oh, the Jurassic Park sets are amazing. Wait till you put the T Rex on the table. Yeah, so that came, that was a big win. That's one that's going to get played a lot at. My house, I think. And when we find out what the other sets are, once people are playing, and I know we're going to have, like, I can see Barnett. I can totally, Harrison, can't you see Barnett picking up one of these just packages? Oh, absolutely. Just being like, you know what? I want to, the Greek God set. Like, I want to play a Greek God. Because you don't have to sell anyone. You just, in fact, you just have to bring your one model. Like, you just need your one model in his deck. Like, you don't need any, because you're coming over. Whatever character you want, bring it. Now, obviously, you'd bring the whole box because you're not weird, but that's just the, that is the greatest idea. That it, it is all packs inter- away neat too. Like. It does pack. Yeah, the 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 setup in there where every you can see where every token and everything is supposed to go is really nice. And the way they do organized play for it's kind of neat as well because you basically bring your team of characters off, and it's three characters, and depending on who wins the initiative is how you match them up against the other person because some characters are better against others just by the nature of their powers. So I win the initiative. So- is it like the loser puts one character forward first, and then I get to pick who I want to go against it? Then you can it? figure out who you want put against it. Bear in mind that you have to have those still those other two matches, so you're trying to play this. this the meta then starts who, before the game. Okay. Oh, so we just do that one. It's not like you set up all three matches. We just set up the one, and then after and then the, the game, next one, then you have then to pair off the loser. And the loser has to put exactly. up a guy, and the winner gets to decide who they want to fight against. Right. Oh. And there's also yes. things with the boards as well because you can choose your your arena basically. Oh, as and that's, well. well, in Underworlds you could do that. I'll, you yeah. know, the, I get to put down my okay. I get to put down second, but I get to decide how the board is shaped. Similar, exactly, exactly right. Interesting. Yeah, that was really fun. We played that, and I really, uh, I I gotta say, I I took your word on it, Brad, and just went in and I saw them. I'm like, uh, I couldn't decide. I, I've had that problem this Gen Con. I think the problem this Gen Con is Heather's not here to say uh, you don't need that. You can get it another time. So yeah, that, there there might be something. Now, to I, that. Did, I did save up this year to have stuff to spend, but God bless America. I've been. I want to. There's so many things I want to go back and buy. I, I mean, I haven't had a really big spendy Gen Con in several years. Like mm-hmm. the first couple of years, we bought everything we saw. And then we realized the third year when we came, we were looking at things. That's crazy, and we can't do that. Well, no. The third year we came, we saw it, and it's like, we could do that. But then we kept saying, have you played this one yet? The one we bought last year? I'm like, nope, haven't opened yet. And then when it got down to, did you play this game yet? You know, the one we bought at Gen Con two years ago. And it's like, ah, we played it like once or twice. Yeah, we're yeah no. You, unless you're certain you're going to play it, and that's been a big theme today, I think. Mm-hmm. As Harrison and I walked around, there was at least two games that we wanted to buy. And it's like, are we going to play it, though? Like, are we going to actually get to play it? That That's the important question that we've begun to ask ourselves. Because the game is cool. I'd like to have it. You can't, I had to get out of that mindset. 
This should I mean, be sitting in my closet. We'd all love to have everything, but yeah, yeah it's only so much time. But it's great too that just finding these new games. But even the games that we already have in that, it's when you get to share them with friends, you get to see them through another pair of eyes. Okay. That's that's the amazing part about this hobby. We brought a couple games because a we didn't know how much we were going to be buying if right. we were going to be you know raining it in or not. Because I didn't come here with a list of stuff for me to get. Right. We got here. I flipped through the Gen Con catalog, looked at some of the ads. Was looking, but I'm not a. That, I, there's nothing here. I mean. Honestly, look at the games I play. They're mostly games workshop games. Mm-hmm. Um, I get them from my local game store. And yeah, why we, would I buy them? Why would I buy that here? You know, and we own a lot. game store. Yeah. Why, exactly. exactly. Yeah, if it's a mainline product that like I bring into the shop, exactly. Like, what's the? So for us, it's more about like looking for that cool thing we didn't know it exists. Exactly. So yeah, we've tried up been been trying a ton of new games this convention, and we definitely found some sweet ones that we're excited to bring back with us. But. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There was one game, Harrison, we were looking at. We wanted to, like, the lady was, like, looking for, like, remember, she was, like, signaling she had four spots open for a demo. There, I don't remember the name of that one. It off looked the top like of my it head. might be fun, and I'm like, should we, like, and we were standing there, and no, there were no takers. I'm like, should we just grab a quick demo? It might be a cool game. And Harrison's like, we were on a time crunch today. Right. Because we, we had th- dinner. We had things we got to grab and other things that we got to see. So I was just like, uh, maybe we'll go look tomorrow. <laughs> Um, yeah, Kevin and I tried a couple demos today, but there's still a, a couple other games out there I'm hoping to try probably tomorrow. Yeah, so like I said, so we skipped our stuff, and then like the afternoon things, we, we decided, um, well, we, the only time we could get for all of us to get in to go to dinner was early tonight. That's true. So we canceled Worth some of the stuff. It just happens. So, and that's one of the things that I've learned with here is, it's, you know, if, if you've got gaps in your schedule, you don't have a thing that you're signed up for. Look for some of the, the stuff, especially like some of the bigger seminars. It's like, uh, you know, 120 people available. The tickets are $0. Mm. There's cool stuff you sign up for. And then, but if, you, if something happens in your schedule and you can't make it, you don't feel, you don't feel bad. Exactly. As long as it doesn't involve puppets, right. it's expensive. Or like Harrison was building the Gundams. He wasn't come hell or high water. That's he his, was going to be exactly. at the Gundam yeah, thing. That's exactly. his puppet thing. I was going to be uh. at that Shatterpoint event. Yep. No matter what, you're going to the puppet show. But the rest of it is like, I'm signed up for it. And it's like, I kind of, it's. I'm going. I'm, I'm on going vacation. On I took. I actually yeah. took days off for this now because I got like a real job and I had to That's do right. that. He had so to take uh, off work. I'm not doing things I don't want to do. I, I have had to take days off for this. Exactly. But so we went down. So we, you know, we we didn't go to the thing. He was resting, mm-hmm. and um, so we just kind of hung around late. Late morning, we went off and headed off to the vendors hall and just started in row 100, and just were up and down. The rows, picking up things here, picking up things there. Now, you guys had demos, so why don't we talk about the things that you guys actually went and looked at before we talk about just stuff that we, you know, we can do this, you know, the stuff we, you demoed, anything we bought, and then go to just cool stuff we saw that we didn't buy yet because we didn't pull the trigger. I think that's a nice, or couldn't carry it back to the hotel room. Well, we uh, (laughs) we slaughtered the beast but couldn't bring the carcass home. (laughs) Extremely ominous foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> Kevin and his giant fifty pounds of paper box game that he does. <laughs> mm. I want this game, but I, could you ship? <sighs> All right. So, what did you guys demo today? Let's start there. Uh, we um, so we demoed a couple of games. I th- the first one we demoed was Fury. No, not I wanted to call it Fury Road, but no, Thunder it's Road. Thunder, Thunder Road. Road. Definitely not Fury Road for trademark reasons. 
Yeah, and I didn't see any big flaming guitars or speakers, but I did, did have very large cars running down desert rays. Oh, I heard them in my head while I was playing. So this yeah. is the same company that does Unmatched. Yes. All right, so it's at the same booth. And this car, uh, this car game, or there's trucks and there's motorcycles and that, as you add expansions on, it's basically like a Mad Max movie. So you have this... Uh, board that keeps on uh, spanning out which is your road and what you have is your team of vehicles have to destroy the other vehicles uh, in order for you to be the one who gets to the finish line first okay. so you have guns you can call in airstrikes from helicopters Ma- mad max meets death Race. it's a screw your neighbor sort of uh it competitive sounds kind of like car wars without the um it's cleaner uh, yeah, rule wise well, yeah and yeah. without without the arena like you're right. just you're out there just Driving and fighting. Yep. But um, what did you think of it, Brad? I loved I re- it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, it had some really cool, just streamlined mechanics. Um, uh, what is the company that makes it? Renegade? or Renegade is Renegade. a front match. Right? Um, yeah, they just make really clean, simple, easy to understand games. Um, so, I mean, you, you, you're trying the demo and you pick it up after like five minutes. You play two turns and you basically know the ins and outs of the game. But it's not so simple that it's boring uh it's you know the built-in mechanics keep it exciting because there is a lot of that uh kind of screw over the other guy aspect to the game yeah, as well as um you know you still have to decide between a couple of different actions um when it's your turn uh to activate uh, a unit or a vehicle in this case um and it really does kind of make all the difference um how you move about it is. It's one of those games, too, that you're going to have your friends. Everyone has the buddy that forgets that there's objectives in the games. Orc players. Uh, <laughs> and, and that they no, go there and, are still objectives. It's just we're not following those. Exactly. We and, got our own objectives. So they're going after just to do the most chaos and damage what they can do on the board while there's other people that are going to be elves that are going to go off there and try to do their their piece for them to go and just try to get to that finish line first. Uh, sort of thing and it's going to be one of those things where you're going to have taunting you're going to have people uh, calling people out on this game it's very simple so you're not worried about getting sucked into the mechanics it's a two die roll for most things at the most you you have the little grid there which is going in one direction you smash most of the into each other smash and then you roll a random dice to shoot. see who spins out in which direction they go exactly if they hit a wall they're dead wow so we can get this in, and obviously at the store because we carry uh, the unmatched games. But we still bought everything today. What uh, what what's the game retail for? Uh, the total for all the uh, they had a special on here. It was one forty five for the main game plus all the add ons. All how many add ons were there roughly? Uh, three, three I think. Yeah, there's how four, is, four chapters. Oh, so how much is just the base game? Uh, 145, I think. No, no, no 145 was a total. It was 60. It's oh, a, okay. it's yeah, 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 it's not bad. Entry-wise, it's for four players, uh, the starting game, and then you add in different crews in that. Four, it's, a four-player game. Minimum four players? Uh, no, minimum think, would be two players. Yeah, two. But that would seem pretty... Two is fine. Two is fine. Oh, you, 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 can do, you can do fine, but it adds it's in better like extra, when you have more cars on. It adds in uh, like extra um, hazards and stuff on the road. So oh, Okay. Yeah. See, I looked at it and said, Harrison, should we get this? And I'm already, I've already, I'm pretty much at my limit of what I was supposed to spend. Right. I might have gone just a touch over, but we've still got a whole other day tomorrow. So this Yeesh. is a mainstream product, though. So you right, can get I can it get when it you later. get home. And, see, exactly. and that's the thing. I'm tr- I try, I, I honestly do try just to get things 
that I can't get at home, or right. that's something that's really new. And I've broken that quite a bit because I could probably. I mean, I've never even seen Unmatched at home. Like I haven't seen that at Grognard's. Ding ding ding. I I don't think I sell it. I've, I'd never yeah, heard of it. I, we'd never heard of it. So it's like, okay, this is something I'd never heard of, and I, I, I wasn't searching all over to see if I can get it or not. It's just like, you know what? I'm 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 going to trust him on this one. And like I said, I'm glad I did because yeah. they are discontinuing a couple of them, so it's gonna, they're going to be hard to find in the first place. Yeah, they always cycling. They cycle out old ones when the license is up, and then yeah. they bring in new ones. The next round, I think, is all Japanese mythos or Japanese it is. culture. Mythos so. and heroes. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Um, like I said, I'm I'm glad that I did pick that one up because that was one that. Uh, but the Thunder Road, I'll probably wait on. No, oh. especially because Harrison doesn't like cars or car racing games, and he's the guy I play the games with most of the time. So if one of the two of us hates, but it, does he like blowing you up? That's the question. I can do that in a myriad of ways. Well, of course he's you been, can. He's been playing Team Yankee, so now he's got his helicopters and his tanks, and so there you go. But the great thing about it, like for us and that, yeah, we could wait because it's going to come out, I think, in Q3. So September, October, it'll be have its release day for it. The reason why, like, I can justify us getting it right now is because we're going to take it home. And, and we have a great community that we'll start playing this and we'll get pre-orders. So we'll get yeah. people excited because we don't believe, hey, these are huge investments that we're asking people to do. Like these boxes could be anywhere from like $40 all the way up to 350 plus, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's several games here that I've been wanting to buy for a decade. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Cthulhu Wars came out. Oh, my goodness. That's a game. And that was game. a $200 game. And 10 years ago when that came out, mm -hmm. that was... You were almost going to buy it. I wanted to. And I and, and your, your mom just kept looking at me being like, if you really, really want, are you going to play it and mm -hmm. all this? And then I think it was, it was Matt... Uh, uh, I can't think of his last name, but it was Matt who had a copy. He bought it and brought it down, and Harrison and I played it with him and his friend and mm -hmm. that game was so, so it was really fun it, it's it, do you ever play remember when they put games workshop put out that chaos in the old world game where you'd play uh, one of the four chaos gods and yeah you, the fantasy you, flight right yeah and you each had your own way to get victory but you had to do mm. it as your chaosy thing yeah yep. it's the same game except yep. you're one of the cthulhu gods yep. so you have a different way you have to do it and but now and then i went back there they have like 800 expansions yeah, yeah. at this point the completionist in me it's has, has taken that game off the shelf. My problem, I mean, too. The whole point is, too, is that $200 a game. My wife did say, because I am one of those weirdos who tries to remember the value by if you play, how much you play it. Yeah. You know? Like, no thanks. I think we're down to about uh, 12 cents a game or 10 cents a game at this point. We play because we played it so many times. Yeah. yeah. But Cthulhu Wars, I think we'd, I, you know, even if I bought it 10 years ago, I think at $200, I'd have, it'd have been about 50 bucks a game at this point just because how much setup time and finding enough players to play. It's like the Twilight Imperium thing. Some, it's some an amazing of these game. Yeah. But how many times do you have eight hours to play a game? The well, last time we played TI. Was when Barnett came over, we were going to play it. We knew there was a storm coming in. Right. And he knew he was spending the night at my house because there was a snowstorm coming in. And we yeah, literally. It was, for his, it was also his birthday. Yeah, he wanted it, to go to the near, Art Institute and he was sure. he went and checked the weather and was like, oh, of course, I want to go do something. So I'm going to get birthday 17 inches of snow. Right. So, yeah. And so he comes by. So we, were, we started playing TI. We played for a few hours and then we're like, the snow had hit. I'm like, let's take a break. We'll go outside. We all went out and shoveled out the driveway really fast because yeah. where the cars were parked. Went back in, played for another an hour and a half, two hours. Went back outside, shoveled the snow really fast so yeah. it didn't get too deep because the snowed right through till morning. And that game took us like 10 hours. So yeah. we basically played almost through morning. Mm -hmm. 
And at least we didn't have the, the, our, ours was the only driveway that didn't need a bad shovel out. No, mm. so that's why that's why we have a game library at the store because our philosophy is this: open the box, let you play with the stuff inside, mm-hmm. and decide that's if that's an investment for you, your family, or you and your partner, or whatever the case is, or your buddies, uh, so that you have an idea. You're making a conscious choice because the last thing you want to do is have you pick something up that costs all that money, that you worked hard to get that money, and all of a sudden you have that bad feeling, oh, I really wish I played it first because this is not really my, my thing, and then they become more nervous about future purchases. Yeah. I, I recently there's a va- there's a game on GameFound called Vampire Milan Uprising. Oh, I don't know that one. Very cool game yeah, based yeah. off Vampire the Masquerade, but it comes with this system like the dice are act- like okay you got to buy and I forget what it's called. It starts with a V. Mm-hmm. They've got like two or three games that this company has made with this system. Okay, and you buy it and it looks almost like a game mat except it's Bluetooth and it hooks up to your pad or your TV or whatever. And what you have like two dice in your models, and when they move on the board, it knows what you rolled. It knows what you did, and so you play the game interactively with this, and you're trying to take over, and you have different clans and stuff. But now the game's $100 on GameFound. Now, that's, that, I found that's the sweet spot. That's the mm-hmm. point where they always get my money. Yeah. If I can get the whole game with the, with the add-ons for about 100 bucks, if it looks cool, I call Barnett and, Chris and Harrison. Hey, do you guys think you'll play this game? Sure. And then so I get it. But this one... You can't play it without that system. So if you already have the system, the game's a hundred bucks. If you don't, now it's two hundred bucks. Right. Oh, and then that the, the, that's the one with all the add-ons. But if you want all the extras and the, the tokens all upgraded, then it's a three hundred dollar game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, some I've even bought two hundred dollar games when it's the when it's the, the works. You know, well, Shatterpoint. Shatterpoint was a hundred something, yeah. And yeah. then I added some terrain. I went all in on that. That was a great one. Exactly. That was worth it. Yeah. But so. This but you're one- getting the immediate payoff with that. Right. Like, it's models in hand, mm-hmm. right? Like, But like I said, and I know this has nothing to do with Gen Con, but like, I wanted to get that so bad. The game looked great. I'll show it to you when we're off the show. It's on, yeah. on GameFound. It, it, it funded in an hour. Right. But it's this whole thing where it's like, I looked at them and I said, do I want to spend the, the extra hundred mm-hmm. for the cool thing that is all linked up and makes it really cool that if I never buy another game for this again, I bought a $100 system to play this one game. And the guys are like, dude, come on. Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, you've got to weigh that. Yeah, you've got to know when to say no. Yeah. And, like, I'm not a Luddy, but I, I do get nervous when we have uh, our games attached to apps or our games oh, are attached don't to... Sell your sh- don't sell yourself short. You are quite the Luddite, but that's Thank okay. You. Thank you. But I get worried about that because yeah. sometimes companies... Don't succeed. Gold of Arcana was a fun oh. game that I spent a hundred dollars on. Yeah. And I bought some of the cool extras, and I got to play it twice. And then they stopped uh, updating the app because exactly. the game didn't sell well enough. And my game is now garbage. Right, tossed that right out because no, you can't even resell that. You're missing no. a component. It's yeah, like, you can't play it without the digital. Literally unplayable. And literally like, unplayable. And like, well, we're not updating the app, but you can still use the app as it exists. Well, not once all of our phones and tablets go to new systems that That's you're right. not made for so yeah. we're out so i get like i said i got returned to dark tower on the all-in yeah uh, we got let's just turn into a kickstarter episode uh, <laughs> but once again and they are keeping up with the stuff the interactive stuff for the tablet right because like, there are games that are great mansions of madness you and that's fantastic yeah but you can still play it without the app though yeah, that's yeah. Yep. But the app does make it really smooth. Oh, it does. But the thing is but though, games you have to have the exactly. app scare me. Mm-hmm. They that, really it does. Do. It, it also me. limits 
um, when and how you can play it, right? Regardless, you let's say you, yeah, you you're not taking that to the cottage. Like, that's a good point. Because, yeah. yeah, you don't have any signal, you can't play the game. And we're seeing a lot of the, um, the games that we're seeing here at Gen Con, too, also going to the idea that we don't make rule books anymore. Uh, and that's one of the things. As long as it's a that's PDF I can agenda. download, we need to great. talk about that. Yeah, because we have a couple concerning. of games today where I'm like, "Do you have a rule book that I yeah. can just get?" And they're like, "No, it's online, dude. All the rules, yeah, and the lore and stuff. Is there lore? Yeah, it's on there. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, that a happened lot to me twice today. Going digital. Yeah. And I was like, "That is awesome." Mm-hmm. Until, of course, I don't have any internet access. Yep. Yeah. And then I. Hopefully, I can still play my game. Well, if you're like me, too, one of my things is, especially at the end of the night, uh, if I have an hour before bed, I love to have those kind of books on my nightstand to crack them open and read the fluff and kind of dig into the the depth of the system or the the rules or the fluff or whatever whatever it is. Um, And it's so much harder to do that when it's digital. You know, you go on your phone or you go on your tablet, you're going to get sidetracked. You're going to go on Netflix. You're going to play an app game. And I know if I'm pulling out a... First, if I'm reading, there's got to be a light on. I get that. But it's like the tablet. I got you know uh, that's got to be on. That's got to have that glow. That's got to add to something. Like you know, I'm, I just I don't know. I don't have an issue with tablets. No. I just I, I I like a book. Yeah, I like specifically for when I like I said we, uh, at we the got end of the, the night, Shatterpoint I, and the the book, main book comes with the rules, but they have all the rules for free online to download. Yeah. And I've got a really nice printer at home, so mm-hmm. I print it out full color the whole thing. So now we have two, so I can give one to Harris. Yeah, I printed out the the nice. Uh, you know the, the, the thing for all, yeah, yeah. The, the quick breaks uh, and then I actually printed out their their FAQ and all that we'll put it all in a binder good I'll do that for if you give me free rules I will spend the money just to get have a nice hand in hand print so that I can go and take notes do all mm-hmm. sorts of that stuff on it I mean it's nice to have it is it when 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 they had the really nice that one nice app that that game Warhammer had remember when they mm. had where you can get the books you could tap on it and it was yeah. like the really cool the QR, yeah got your code in that open up in. the uh, open up all but you could go on the books and tap on the keywords mm. and stuff would open up that the, the, like, they have stuff like that it's what really is that nice a pro, what is it a proper ebook I think is what they call them yeah right? yeah it's, and I like I said I'm just I'm just content I, I don't know I'm just content I like I like my book yeah. so do I but. Again, the other advantage to having one that's constantly being up, it's a living rule book. So when they do have a fact, they can change it online right away. As right. long, and your as stuff's long as not it's a PDF, though, because I don't want it being in an app because, again, apps scare me. Yep. Right? See? I mean, and, and the other thing, too, is um, that's great when it's getting updated because there is the aspect of your physical component getting outdated. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, that's something we're seeing a lot with GW right now. Like, the 40k index cards being a prime example they're still an amazing game made and i still advocate uh, people use them but but they you you, them all the time and then you're yeah. like okay I'm, you, you, they have I'm a writing very, on my cards now why don't i, I just I make got, them myself I, yeah. yeah i got beef with the cards only because they always you always i, I bought them all the time but and look i'm glad that they're faqing don't get me wrong no i am glad that they are within weeks of a book coming out Okay, these are the problems you've had. We're cleaning them. I'm not one of those people like, look, they just released crummy rules, and then two no, weeks later it's they change. It's a double edged sword, though, right? Yeah, but, but the s- people have to remember too is they are uh, they released them this week. They put a fact out two weeks later. That book went to the printer how many months ago? 
All right. Mm-hmm. So, and then they had more people play testing and found out, oh, we didn't realize that. So there's a big gap there that that most consumers just don't realize is there. But yeah, what the I games, mean, yeah, yeah. It's I, I, hard. I mean, the only other option then is you play test the heck of it and then send it out, and then there's that bigger delay to actually getting it out. I don't look. I don't have an answer for that. No. I'm an I'm an English teacher and I got a microphone, so I'm also a commentator on stupid board games. Yeah, yeah. but. I think the right answer is to do what a lot of companies are doing is you do both, but you just make it clear to the customers that, look, um, there's still going to be some great value to the printed products, um, but they are not always going to be your go-to thing for having the most up-to-date and concise rules. So I don't know. I think the best option in that is just to do both, I guess, and just try to uh, communicate that. Yeah. And maybe it's an age thing, though, too, because I don't buy uh, on Prime or any of the other streaming services. I don't buy movies there, but I'll buy a Blu-ray. See, you and I no, are the I old do. men because I, I, I will tell I you do. what. I, I don't buy a physical. mocks me for that. Rotor yeah. mocks me for buying physical copies of my movies. And I said, listen, and you, there's, a, there's a really great documentary about VHS and the death of independent films and stuff like that. Right. Because there's movies and I've had this happen. I bought crap on iTunes, and it was gone. And I'm like, where's my thing? They're like, well, we don't have the license to it anymore, so you don't have it. And I'm like, but exactly. I bought it. They're like, if you check the term, you basically leased it indefinitely. Um, and so that's... Uh, you know that's that I don't like that. No. I will buy stuff if it's convenient. Like, we're, you know, Heather and I are sitting around, like... I don't own trading places, but we watch that every New Year's Eve. Okay. So we were sitting there, and I had gone to rent it before, and then the place I'd rented it from didn't have it. I hadn't bought it. And so I'm like, um. You guys still have movie rental places up here. That's wild. Yeah. Well, or you can just rent it. Yeah. Uh, digitally rent. Yeah. Digitally rent it, too. But I'm just like, you know what? We're going to watch it again next. Just, mm. just buy it. Yeah. I mean, we went up to Battle Creek when I went up to Minnesota last time to go hang out with the guys. We were watching movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Halloween uh, ends was coming. Right. And so we were like, okay, we want to watch Halloween and Halloween, uh, you know, kills. Mm-hmm. And we had the one, we could, the other one you had to rent. Or to, I'm like, well, it's not for rent. You have to buy it. And it's like, it's like $3 more than it would be to rent. But okay, right. just buy it. You know, that's when I buy digital. But I buy hard copies of stuff. When stuff comes out on the 4K player and stuff, plus, mm-hmm. depending on my, what, you know, if, if everybody's working at home. And they're all on their computers. I'm not streaming 4K at that point. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's straining it. So yep. it's like, I want my 4K copy of RoboCop with all the blackest blacks and the bluest blues. I, <laughs> I, I'm happy with that. And that and, crisp sound. And I mean, when what, the apocalypse happens, I can get out of my bike to generate the electricity. I can still watch crap where you can't because you want do digital I, downloads. Or the raiders who take your stuff can still watch When it. I watched uh, yeah. that really terrible rendition of Stephen King's The Stand that they just recently did oh, or whatever it was. Yeah. When they went to that home, one of the guys, they're looking for supplies. Other guys going through and pulling all the DVDs the yep. guy has because it's physical media that we have electricity. Exactly. And once we get things going, this is this is what we have left. Um I I love having physical media. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Harrison, what's sitting in our DVD? What's sitting in the Blu-ray player, the 4K player in the basement? Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Nope. Animated. Gatchaman. 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 Because you can't watch Science Ninja Team Gatchaman, which in the in the states was, if you remember, in in the seventies, Battle of the Planets with the kids. I remember that. That that's the Americanized dubbed Science Ninja Team Gatchaman. Yeah. I bought that. When that came out on Blu-ray, I was like, oh, my God, I'm the happiest guy on earth. Mm -hmm. Because you can't get that stuff. We are not talking about Gen Con now. 
Nope. But we are kind of because we yeah. talked about digital. So the reason we talked about this is because one of the games that we're all reinvesting in at the moment is War Machine. Let's talk about War Machine. Oh. Boy, let's. I feel talk like about a lot of people probably just groaned. Uh, uh, I'm it, but, groaning but because I, I can't I believe audibly I'm just groaned this. into the microphone right now. Everyone heard it. <laughs> Full disclosure: When I started doing the podcast, we were talking all about ages, you know, 40k. Yep. I mean, uh, fantasy. Wow. And um, I can't. Believe, I don't remember if it was relative. Yeah, I think it was pretty relatively shortly after Eighth Edition came out. That one of the guys who worked at Privateer Press contacted me and said, you know, we've heard the show. We know you like this game. Um, you, you should try our game. Right. And I looked through it. And I'm like, you know, I've looked at your game, but I'm not certain about it. So he was talking with me. And I said, I like the Troll Bloods. And he sent me the rule book and all these models and stuff. And mm. I, I must have played 12, 15, 20 games. I never won a single game. Now, I know I'm not good at gaming. I'm not that bad. Warma Hordes Mark II, you had to be good at. You had to know what you it's were like doing. Chess. Yeah, well, not uh, even honestly, that, it is. Like, it is like know. chess, which is why, I, uh, which is why I won my fourth game of Warma Hordes. But we won't mention that. <laughs> but you, it's, you also it's had to know that your you opponents. just know what you're doing. Yeah, and if you, and especially with something like Troll Bloods, where you might not know what you're doing, or you're new, so you might not know how. To get your thing off, and I'm gonna say, I l- hey, phrasing, wow, phrasing I did not think about feet, that at all. Your feet, you know, using your special ability, your yeah. feet. But um, yeah, and and I still love the models, even mm-hmm. though they were big, chunky, horrible metal things that I would have to double pin each arm to oh, make it. Oh my gosh, yeah, could be really. We had to learn. We had to pin high and low in the joint so that because it, it was so heavy, it needed two, but you had to get it in there straight so it wouldn't move. It was. They were kind of awful. We needed two part epoxy. Yeah, it wasn't the, the the super glue at that point. Yeah, two part epoxy would be the way to go. I would yeah. say. Um, but man, it was fun. But then that whole the play world, like you the got world, pair, the, the, the world the pair, they created was amazing too. That's the thing. Signar was cool, and Kador was cool, and the the religious zealots in the yep. in the cream and Menoth. red. Oh, yeah. the Menoth. Those oh, that, that was, was my so army. Fun. That was cool. Uh, I love Scorn, even though Scorn didn't work at all. Like no. there was just cool stuff. The weird tree people, the the tree wizard, Ouroboros. Yeah, uh, with the I, I loved it all. It was so cool, and it was a game I just couldn't wrap my head around. And with at any time I tried to go to a game store to play it, and here was my big problem because I went to several game stores. The only person I ever played who wasn't a total jackhole was Luke or Harrison. Mm-hmm. I'd go to these places, and at that play like he got a pair mentality soiled yeah. that game for me. It was it just became not fun. It was well, they, uh, clicks like it, it encouraged kind of really high end play uh, amongst just a, a handful of players, which kind of court caused it to be like a click game or well and and or 40k all of that yeah. it's like playing at chess that time if you don't actually yeah. talk to your opponent and tell them why they lost and yeah. things like all that. of like that what, why would you do that to <laughs> everything i just said to lead up to you guys walked in here yesterday and said we're gonna go back and look at war machine and i was like you're gonna what and so now you can run from there with all tell tell the audience the stuff you were telling me because you got a much better insight and talk to them. Right. More. And we got into it a bit yesterday, but yeah, so, yeah, we, we machine, did the demo. Yeah, we did fourth the fourth editions coming out. But more importantly, we talked to the people that are designing, creating, and we talked to the owner of the company because we like doing business with people and we like promoting goods, products from good people. 
And right? uh, the woman that owns uh, Privateer Press, from our conversation, comes across as a very good person that cares about the idea of the health of her game. It's not about the idea of, of just making money. She's a business person. She wants to make money. Don't get me wrong. I'm not delusional in that way. Uh, uh, but... The whole point of it was is they got away from that uh, play like you got a pair to the idea that, no, we want to balance this out. We want to concentrate on the world that uh, originate here, progress the story, and make it a game that people can play without all those gotcha moments. And that's what that game was, was a gotcha moment. One of our favorite stories to talk about War Machine. Well, well put. The whole game. Yeah. I mean, and if you know everybody... It's one of those things, if I knew every faction and every character and what their feats did, you can't gotcha me. Well, even more for so. for love of Pete. They had uh, one of the Gen Cons Barry and I came to. We wandered around the halls because we love uh, Six Squared Studios starts as a, uh, we're a train company to start with. Pure and simple. That's what we love making creating. And we go around looking about. So War Machine were having their 100-point tournaments. And it took them over a half hour to set things up and literally – almost bringing out calipers to how far where they put things to make sure they never had that. The game started and it was done less than two minutes because one person made one slight miscalculation. The person was to break through the line, kill the caster, the game was over. So they spent more time setting up than they actually had a chance to play with the other person. And that's when we just said, forget this, we're, we're out and we haven't played since. Now we have armies. And a lot of people would say, well, you know, the guy messed up and that's how the game. I mean, I played a full game of Warhammer at Adepticon and anyone who's listened I've, to the show long I have heard never it, seen. I got pummeled by Grant at top of turn two as the 30, ringer. As the ringer. He brought in his ogres. Yeah. And, and he, we had played the week before and he actually knew exactly how my army worked mm -hmm. and ran up. And took me out top of turn two uh, as the ring, and I played thirty two minutes, and it right. sucked. I've never, I've uh, back to that game that Kevin and I were talking about watching. I, I don't think I've ever seen a player step back from a table and look so dejected. Like I felt like that guy who lost was going to just literally scoop his army and put it right into the bin. You like, missed the first eighth edition uh, tournament at Adepticon. Mm -hmm. Uh, when it was not in Schaumburg's the other place, Alex right. was running it. And in the final round, it was that one where um, once you don't have you, – your general counts as two banners, mm -hmm. and every banner you have in your army counts as a one point. And you have uh, – once you go under three points, if you have either no banners you're or – You're broken and the game ends. Once right. you're under three, the game ends. Top table at mm -hmm. a depth. Top table. Dude was playing – Orcs against demons, and one of them had no banners in their army because that's not how they played the game. Mm -hmm. So they had a general at two. So the first turn went, or maybe he had one banner. Right. But the top of turn one, the other guy went in and was, pip, pip, pip. okay, you don't have three points. I win. That game went, That they didn't play a game. The guy didn't have the points in the as the game. I don't think he had the points in the game start. Or if he did, he had exactly the points, and he lost the one thing, and that game was over. That sucks, and that's it what does. I didn't like about War Machine was – even if I got to know you, because Luke played me one time, and he just kept letting me start over. Like, we kept re-racking, mm -hmm. because I did, like, two turns, and he's like, nope, you're dead. Here's why you're dead, and let's re-rack and try again. But yeah. I never got through where I understood. Mm -hmm. Even when I knew it was coming, I didn't know what to do. And that's, that's definitely a me problem. That game sold. Millions of people played it. For 100%. You know? And there's people that, that, that have that feel. And if this is your thing, this is your game, like an expert chess player, they invest a lot of time and energy in it, more power to you. I fully respect the skill you're bringing to that table. However, I play a lot of different games. Brad plays a lot. We all and play I'm lots of different games. I'm going to be honest. If, That's, 
if you're one of those guys who's just like all into I I crush it my game and stuff like that. I got the same thing. I, I have the same message I, I have for you for like all the all the those crazy chess masters and stuff like that. It's like you're really good at a miniature game, dude. Congrats! Like, and there's nothing wrong. It's I, no, and there's fully nothing wrong with that. It. You know, some people fully that's their thing. It. I just anytime someone takes a hobby too seriously, right? I mean, there are, we don't really have professional Warhammer or professional War Machine players. No, we don't, you know, we have people who like to play and be good. Um, it just, it, you know, it, like I said, Harrison, if this is your thing, great. I just. The only time I look at it weird just, is when I, you take I'm, it too seriously. Yeah. In War Machine, those guys took it too seriously. They did. When you walk up to it, I, I remember hearing it. There was playing. I was walking through, and the guys walked up to the table, and the guy looked at the other dude's army. And, okay. Content warning. Content warning, okay? And I'm not going to say a swear word, but it's still sort of a trigger warning. That's something I should call it, okay? Mm-hmm. Guy walked up to the table, looked at the other guy's army, and goes, boy, I am going to rape you. And I'm just like, oh, and the kid, the other guy looks at me and he's like, what? He's like, you are so doomed. And I'm like, wow, that's not even smack talk. That no. guy is just, I'm like, this is, and am I saying that everyone who played War Machine, that was, they were in no. that no. type of culture? Of course not. But this is why I was just like, when you guys told me War Machine, I was just like, go away. And then you kept talking about it and telling me about we it. We were Keep just going. as surprised. Talk <laughs> about, oh, so the CEO is changing the culture. It is. The CEO is changing the more the main focus of the game instead so it's no longer an if everything's broken nothing's broken they're trying to get to a nothing's broken state yeah. and they're moving towards the idea of more scenario driven uh, type of contest so it's the idea so it's that not it's not just, just punch you in it's the face. not smash mouth like that's why at Adepticon I loved Alex when he put together our team tournaments and that because team turns inherently bring up people that are less competitive more theme oriented for what they're they're doing and Hopefully you've, you lose your first game, so you're in the, you're in the beer tables for the rest of the, the tournament uh, for it. But that's the whole thing is I don't Or like hopefully play. you lose your first game just a little, and then you go and you submarine, and you crush the next few people, and you make you the could. victory. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Either way, I don't play singles events because they're too competitive for me. And it's and then I get competitive, and I don't like how that spread out for myself. Personal preference, again, I respect everyone that takes uh, the time and energy to hone their skills. But that's just not what I want. That's that's not my hobby. My hobby is I want a fluffy list. That the reason why I have that there is because this is how the story in my head goes, and it doesn't make the best armies, but it sure is fun for me, and hopefully it's fun for my opponent. Because I think when we play a game like that, we're we're it's like improv. You're telling a story together, and you want to have something that's really really close. Rule of cool is fun. Yes. You play rule of cool, and you know what? You can explore. You can sp- explore it all. I mean, right? I, I, the, the but thing- you're right. Like I, I play a close to rule of cool, mm-hmm. and I don't go to a ton of tournaments. But when I go there, I know what to expect. Yeah. At least in the first couple of games, yeah. I'm going to meet people who are here that want to crush me. Yep. Second half of the tournament is when we're then we're, we're coasting mid table champions, exactly. maybe lower table, and then then it's then everyone's playing a little Lucy butthole and having a good time with it because nobody's yeah. worrying about it. I mean, you can have amazing games too, even with the with uh, with people that are diehard wanting to go to the top. Now, I find it depends on the game. The culture is shifting with AOS, especially at like uh, the last couple of Adepticons I went to. Um, I was playing pretty competitively but i mean i think for the most part me and my opponents were really having good games we're still laughing at the table and having some fun uh, so that was really refreshing but i don't know that i would have that experience with some of the other games because that's kind of why they call aos the dad game right because it's all of us just trying to get away for the weekend <laughs> 
honestly, when AOS came out, and we all we said that we were talking about this at dinner, it kind of shook the uh, the competition tree. Mm-hmm. And the most competitive, the guy, the, the, that group, that really competitive Uber eighth, we have to crush everything group. I'd say ninety percent of them just walked away from the game. They had and no they, points, and they never, yeah. <laughs> And they didn't, but even when we were, yeah, when we were trying to, once we had to come up with ideas, they just all left. And honestly, I, that, you know, it, yeah, that's Good how it became riddance. the dad came because it's like, okay, 100%. But the whole thing is, is find what your tribe is. There's, there's a place where everyone wants to be competitive. There's a place people that want non-competitive. Like at our store and that a lot of our tournaments that we have better prizing for the people that are better best themed army best painted army we have prizes all around and who, we have prizes who represent the the yeah. game at, at its pinnacle so you're you know you're a good member of the community you've got you know the beautiful army you're investing more than just uh your money trying to win every game you're investing your time your energy you're being a good mascot for the hobby and we have prizes for the people that come in last because they're the ones that need the new models not the guy that uh <laughs> is going around determined to try to win all the swag so that's what we try to do so yeah so in our opinion of course everyone's uh, yeah, so we've talked all about this so yeah. tell them so you you talk to the people we're changing it's worth the culture. trying it's worth let's, trying let's talk about the game first of all there is no rule book no no it's all digital now uh incl- so it is an app yeah um, i just downloaded it as yeah. a matter of fact while we were before we got into it because they right. told me at the at the stand go download the app yeah and the app works very well. So it brings up the rules, uh, keywords pop up, expand on what that does. So it's very fast. Brad and I, of course, we haven't played in years, like over easily over 10, don't you think, Brad? Oh, at least, yeah. Yeah, so like we were basically starting from scratch. Some things came to us after yeah, a bit. Yeah. But the whole thing is this app made it so fast for us to get going where we can then run the turns ourselves in maybe 15 minutes yeah it was it was was that type of thing i mean we were playing a baby like very streamed down game but of course you know what it at least allowed us to feel out enough of enough of the fundamentals that you know we'll we'll take a look at the full rule set and we'll go back and we'll you know play around and we'll see if there's more to be explored here so so looking at the points, where it's at, how many models you need to have on the table, those type of things are things we look at, not only as players, because we play games too, like we don't just own a store, but the thing is, we for ourselves personally, and also how we can translate it, because it's a good skirmish game. Yep, yep. Well, and that, I think, like I was looking and they had the box sets there, and it was like, Two hundred bucks. Yeah, fifty points roughly. But it's yeah, he said it's a roughly a fifty. Which is a that's a, a is that a full size game or they 75? recommend seventy five. So you've got you've got a small army there. You're adding yep. you're adding like you got two your units. Control, yeah, yeah. I mean you're you know that's that's not bad honestly no. for an army because you add another. I mean you get basically I think what three hundred three fifty for a full army. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Also, um, now I the the, the they have moved the story forward. Yeah. So. Well, just for the box first before you get into okay. that, Dave, is the other thing is is that normally with those type of box sets, you're going to get, let's say, 14 models. This one here in practice, though, you're getting more like 25 models because not only do they have the places for you to put magnets and magnetize the different weapon uh, load-ins or loadouts for it. They also supply the magnets you need to get that done. That's right. That Okay, let's, yeah, let's talk about the model yeah. because that was really cool. Like you said... And he showed me because he had one of the sets open there, just sitting in like mm. in, in foam. Yeah, and they're designed to be magnetized. Off the and he's yeah. showing me the big troll, and it's, it's the unpainted. And he's showing me this big troll, and then he just pulls the arms off. Yep. 
And he's like, yeah, they come pre-drilled, and we can't. He's like, they can't put the magnets in the box set. No, but they will give you magnets when you buy it enough you, that you yeah. need. And so, all the different arm options for dude, all his different weapon, you've got. Which you might buy two or three different models in the old days for, because right. of the metal. Now, now you may want more than one, and then you've got to buy more, obviously. But if you yep. don't like, like I just with my silly winged hive tyrant, I learned yep. how to. I, I I I magnetized the four different arm choices for right. him, and I was terrified because that's like I don't like magnetizing too much. I don't want to ruin a model. I haven't done it in a long time. I just used to pin the old metals. I don't really do a lot of magnetizing, but sure. it worked. And I'm like, wow, this is great. I've got one. If I ever need two, that's cool. But this one is every one now. Yeah, and all the they're, options. They're selling it that way. Yeah, and also they don't allow you to spam. So you can't just have an all-infantry armor or all-jack uh, army. Like, you have to have a balance in it. It's inherent in that the was, game and now. They and a lot a of they infantry said they spam was just un... Exactly. You couldn't, you couldn't deal with it. No. That's another fun thing is the guy was telling us, he goes, you know, you buy a lot of these boxes and they're just this. He goes, this, you've got a caster and a couple of board jacks and a couple of guys. Yep. He's like, it, it, it's a couple of foot guys. And then he's like, you buy one of these or one and one of these and maybe one of these and that's more than you need. Yeah, you're sprinkling exactly. to taste, right? Yeah, like, but, he, but that was the, he did, and obviously he's selling it, but he was like, you know, before, it, same thing, you you get a box. Sometimes you get a start collecting set, and it's a couple of main units and a character. And you're like, eh, "This is fine, but I'm never going to use that unit." Well, yeah. Ernest, even even when I bought the, you, know, you might get like when we got the Dominion box, mm. I couldn't make any musicians right for my orcs. They didn't include that stuff. So then, when I finally bought more, I had to customize, custom make extra stuff. Well, not with them actually, because you could use two different orcs to make them. Right, mm-hmm. but it was like this. It comes with a decent set, and you get to pick all the options. Yeah. And once you, like I said, they move the story along because I asked if the trolls are still. Oh, this is a thing we should talk about. There is no more hordes. It's no. all War Machine. Yes, because uh, what they explained to us was marketing-wise, the question they always got at conventions for new players is, oh, so I c- you have the two game systems, either this or that, and they had to keep on explaining over again that, no, it's the same system. It's just they use the system differently based on whether they're mechanical or they're primal. Right. Exactly. And so that's gone, which is great. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's a small change, it's but clean. it's cleaner, right? Um like I said, the rules in the books are online. You download the app. You you, you sign up. It's free. You've got all that. Um, the guy that uh, like I, said, I like the trolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the trolls. The all the stories have amazing. advanced. And I looked and I looked at Harrison. I'm like, that's a water troll. He's got a big fin coming out of the back of him. And so we walked over there. Shows him. It's a pirate set of trolls. Yeah. yeah, he had an octopus holding a pistol or something. Ridiculous. The guy holding the pistol, and he's a chubby kind of a troll guy. Yeah, and he's got the 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 rocks growing out of the chin. And the guy hands me, this is one piece. You just take it out of the box and stick it in the base. And I'm like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, you don't really have to build most of these models anymore. A lot of these models anymore. Right. The, the smaller ones. I'm, I'm assuming you probably have to build the Warjacks. Uh, well, they're in pieces because of the idea of the, of the magnetizing. Oh, so just you don't arms. really have to build them no, because you everything you have to put together is magnetized. That's yeah. right. Because they went from the idea. So they're not casting. They're 3D printing. But the quality of the resin they're using uh, is very, very good. I would say it's good because Cutting edge, when I, I looked at it, I didn't know it was 3D printed until you told me. No. I did not realize that was 3D printing. Because you, you either get the striated lines or whatever that is when it's the more of the plastic stuff. And when you use the resin, if you don't use the really good resin, yeah. then it, there's the detail's gone. This looked like a slightly lighter 
then Games Workshop gray plastic. I thought yeah. it was plastic. And the one thing they shared with us is because when they first launched this, there was some concerns about the quality of the models uh, for what was going on. They explained to us what happened was someone broke an NDA and leaked everything because they weren't ready to actually launch the product when they did at Adepticon. Wow. Uh, and someone, so for them to get ahead of it again, they had to rush through, even though they were still testing resin uh, composition, they had to rush through, and it wasn't the best choice. And they showed us the, the, their progression of the models. So they showed us the three resins they were using, and now which one they got to now. We have a print farm, so we understand resin mm -hmm. uh, for what's going on. I'm sure there's, they're much more of an expert than we are. I'm not trying to overinflate uh, our ability, but it's the idea that they took the time and energy, and these models are crisp, clean and there's not going to be a challenge with you taking out or dropping it and shattering. Yeah, they're not, they're not it's fry, not like frail that. at all. No, they're, they're not. Not at and all. Yeah, it does feel like, the, you're, you're right, though. Like when you were, your first impression, it feels much more akin to your traditional plastic. Like. Yeah. Now, the one troll that I pulled the arms off of, that was slightly lighter, and I, it did, I mean, but they all seemed decent enough. And yep. Once again, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at it, and the guy's showing it to us, and then he's talking to some other guy, and you guys talked it up, and the rules are right here. Because I was thinking about just Ryan buying a rule book, and I know people roll their eyes at me, but I just like to buy rule books. I'm the same way. I but buy rule books for games that. I don't always play, but he's like, no, there's no rule book. And then I even said to Harrison, I walked away, like, there's no even books of lore. He's like, what do you mean, books of lore? I'm like, you know, the lore, the part in the mm -hmm. front of the book. Like, I, I, is the app just the rules, or can I sit there and read all the cool stuff? Yeah. Because I'm gonna. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, and then I like, I'm like, I can't believe this. I'm like, they're making me interested in this stupid game again. What happened to the what? What's the, I, I don't even know the race. What's the vampire people that you were talking oh, about? Oh, the the like, retribution, uh, retribution of Syrah. Okay. Syrah, that's how you say it. So what happened with them? Uh, the I, I, I'm only going off what the guy told me, but yeah, basically, but it sounds like their god died, and they were given the choice between extinction or uh, go back and dabble in the forbidden magic. So. They all gave the gave up uh, to to use the eldritch power, and now they're all uh, elven vampires. Right, because there was one vampire originally in that. Yeah, yeah, and he was like shunned, and yeah. part of the big story was he got like brought back into the fold and redeemed. But then I guess now the whole race has just gone that way. So they're gorgeous too. That I, that's one of the boxes I bought. It's a they're they look so they look nice. And I'm sitting there holding the box. Going, they're not gonna make me. I'm not gonna start this game again like i don't play enough of the games i oh and harrison's looking at it and i'm just like harrison these are so beautiful and harrison looks at me and goes nope you're not doing it to me again you're not and I'm not speaking I to was, me he's talking i was talking to the kador box that i was holding in my hands yeah uh you're See, not the, doing this another to me thing again. We're and here's the thing it's gonna kick off it's gonna be people are gonna sell it if yep. i do decide i want to try it that's something i can get later once again yep. kicking in with the you can wait on this rule. I'm not going to be playing it anytime soon. I got to finish painting Shatterpoint. I got to finish painting other things. It's a it's a much more competitive market that they're reemerging back into now. So mm -hmm. I I really hope the game succeeds. We'll see. Um, I guess time will tell. Um, but I think right now they seem to be on the right track. They're doing everything right. So uh, I guess it's just a yeah. time will tell kind of thing. And you being an English teacher, Dave, let's look at it a different way. You might love an author mm -hmm. who has a great, great library of books that, that they've written. That doesn't stop you wanting to read some other authors. That's the whole thing. Is you yes, can go but out I'm there. not buying a $12 book. I'm, it's a $200 army. It's still the idea that you can still dabble in these little things. Yeah, and I, and uh, and how long does it take? Like 
going to a movies now for two people is about a hundred dollars by the end of that night. No, oh, you can. It is if you get oh. your snacks. Do, if you, you buy the no, snacks, I don't know. The we, we don't. We don't sneak in like. No, uh, no, no, no. The, my local, the my local inside. theater by me. They got a nice place there. It's a decent theater. It's not one of the big Google plexes. Okay. I will definitely say that this is. This is by and far not the norm for most people. I, it, I would say around us. I mean, but some tic- of the places tickets are, are eight fifty. We're like also seven dollar matinee, eight fifty. No, these are nice. Rec- no, no, I'm saying we're snobs. We, we go. Heaters. We get like yeah. Oh. We get the private seating, and then we get the uh, two pops and a popcorn for sixteen bucks. And tickets are eight fifty a piece. Sixteen for, bucks. Oh my god. For two large, forty six for us for two pops and oh, two pop. At, at our theater, it's sixteen fifty for a large popcorn, two medium pops with free refill on any sizes oh man so yeah we go for like i said this is not the norm and then i go to the movies for 35 bucks classic cinemas in lake county illinois yeah can we get it's them to sponsor? The All right. The other no, place is like exactly. Uh, the, the we, other place, we should fly down for every time we want to go to a movie. Yeah. The it's other place, cheaper, cheaper. Uh, the, 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 the Regal at Gurney is like ten or eleven bucks a ticket and stuff like that. But it's I mean, and they got heater seats too, heated seats. I'm like, like, yeah, that's where I go. But no, I get it. Things are expensive. It's just, I, I'm I'm not getting it yet. I'm not getting it yet. Although no. I keep saying yet because day two of Gen Con, yeah, you got to survive two more. Tune in you, day You got to survive Gen two Con more days going through that dealer. What Dave bought? Well, we're going to record tomorrow, and if I come back, you can ask if I bought it because boy, I was looking at it. Well, we'll see if we can go through I'll for three and talk and about. Harrison will grab his retribution army. Can, can we talk about War Machine three days in a row? We'll see. <laughs> and the other demo we did, of course, was uh, a game that's not coming out to 2024, and that's Fantasy Flight's new Star Wars. We believe living card game, uh, card game of some variety. They said it's not going to be a TCG. We'll see. Yeah, so most likely, if you remember how they did the Lord of the Rings ones and that, so they'll mm-hmm. put packs you can adapt. But again, like Netrunner. I was yeah. quite, I was quite exact Netrunner sort of thing too. Exactly, but we were very happy with it. Yeah, it we felt were good. Very surprised. It, it was easy to learn. I, uh, the cards I, were nice. I went into it with a lot of preconceptions. I was definitely thinking it was going to be uh, kind of generic and kind of bland. Like a lot of the Star Wars overproduced product can get sometimes. Like looking back at like Star Wars Destiny and some of the other things. But um, yeah. it impressed me. The cards had a pretty good feel to it. The play was fast and easy to pick up, but still had a good amount of depth. Um, and in the end, it ended up the two starter decks that we demoed were very well matched against each other. We were off by one point. Yep. And it was anyone's game right until the last like cool. second. The basic um, premise of the game is you have your 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 hero, your leader, and you have your location. The location gives you uh, your hit points. Your once base. Lo- it's your base. The base. Once the location is destroyed, you lose the game. Uh, for that, then you have two uh, areas of combat. You have space combat on one side, and you have your uh, ground terrestrial combat. ground combat uh, situation for it. And then you fight through uh, against the opponent, against uh, their general, against uh, their minions, and, of course, against the base. And that's what you have to do. Your resource are your cards that you tap for it, like kind of like mana in magic Okay, uh, for it. And then you just you just keep on moving it forward that way. And it, it's very neat. That, uh, you have all the characters you love sort of thing. So I had Yoda and uh, R2-D2 and Chewbacca and that sort of thing. Like Brad had Vader and you had an ATST, all these Grand things. Grand Moff Tarkin. It was fun. 
It was it was a fun game. Definitely will give it a try. We definitely think there's going to be people. Are, if you love Star Wars, it's a good game. It is it, is well themed to Shatterpoint. No, it's not. Uh, but it's still. I think there's some legs to it. It was quick too. Yeah. Our game was what maybe twenty minutes, and that's with us learning it. Yeah, that exactly. sounds cool. That LCGs, TCGs, and CCGs are just not my thing personally. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Look, I get it. And uh, I, I mean, you get magic and that becomes its own thing. So then they come up with these games where it's like, no, everybody buys the same extra pack. And that's yeah. every that's, and that you that's you can't you don't, don't even buy two because you can't double up cards. Ex- yeah. And that's a that was a great solution sure. until I got a new pack every month. And so basically I bought a game that I'm playing on installments and cards. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm subscribing monthly to their every Four to six weeks or six to eight weeks releasing a new deck for my game. Yeah. And it, but once again, I'm, that's when I don't do, I, I don't play things enough that I, if I have to keep up with Fair it enough. like that. Exactly. Then, yeah. that's, that's why they're a no go for me. I don't play any of them mm-hmm. enough to keep up with that. And we have to balance it because obviously we have to figure out it's a hobby. It's not a necessity of life. Oh, and, you have to figure out where you're going to put your hobby money. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Warhammer takes up. 90% of my hobby time. So that's, and that's where, that's, we all know that. Yeah. So I have nothing against those games. I enjoy those games. I enjoyed the original Netrunner. I actually enjoyed the original Netrunner, the card game, the, mm-hmm. the CCG, better than the, the one that came out uh, with the living card game. Right. Um, it's the same game concept. I just, I loved the old school just buy and build a deck and that, that was a deck building you know collect, yeah. that was like it, I yeah with, cool. with any of the games you're gonna definitely like uh, have to keep kind of going and, and keeping up with it like AOS being a prime example yeah we I gotta got, buy new got books and new models coming. yeah I don't have a problem with it but it was like I said with those games I just I don't play them enough for that continuous gotta go back to get that next fix every and I mean, every game comes. I know people who make fun of me. They're like, I had a guy who used to be at the, the local game store who was into Warhammer, and then he quit Warhammer and he was playing Magic. Mm-hmm. And he played Magic, and he's like, "Yeah, Warhammer, I got to pay fifty dollars to get one unit, and it's fifty dollars for you." I'm like, "So you buy one unit a month, and you wait, and once it's painted, you buy another one." And he's like, "Yeah," he goes, "Magic's so much cheaper." But he would come to drafts every week, and I'm like, "How much is the draft? How much is the draft for Warhammer Her- or for Magic Harrison?" On the uh, generally, like for a regular set, I charge sixteen bucks a head. Okay, so let's say fifteen bucks. Let's just yeah, that's say what we usually that's what we had it at before. But so fifteen bucks a night for Friday night magic, mm-hmm. and you go every week. Mm-hmm. In a month, you've spent sixty bucks. Right. Yeah. So like your game, he's like, oh, this is. I'm like, your and game not, is not and, any cheaper. No, and you're it's, not. No one's just drafting. They're buying packs. Right. So it's they're like buying game, singles. You know, just, like I said, we all make choices me, basically. Yeah. And for me, that's it. I I like them. I, if if someone has one and wants to play, hey, I've got cards. Let's play. I will play. I just that is not something that I choose to invest in because I don't play it enough personally to get the money's worth no, out of exactly. it. Exactly. I generally don't either, but Flesh and Blood got me bad. Oh, well, something I always gets you. You know, yeah. I don't play War Machine, but we talked about it two days now in a row for at least thirty minutes. None of us played Malfo. Uh, oh, for a while, and now we're getting of which. Into, that's we're getting into now as well. Like buying this Old because is new. again, they, new. they're revamping it. They un, they're learning from the past and moving it forward in a way that makes it much more compatible, and much more community friendly. So let's talk about Malifaux then, mm-hmm. because we stopped by the Malifaux booth, and the models are really nice. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I have to say, they're looking better than they did. Yeah. 
Um, I played first once Second Ed came out. I kind of dropped off. Yeah, yeah, we got Same we got us. a little ways into Second and too many it. keywords, yeah. so many new little factions, so many things. Yeah. What I did like though, because you guys bought the rule book, and the rule book is very small. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like thirty pages of lore and about forty pages of rules. Most of the rules are on the cards now. Yeah, yeah. So it's small, but so I went over there. And I'm like, you know, I once again, I like rule books. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Malifaux. Nobody around us sells Malifaux. No, nobody. It none. I don't know. I can't. I mean, also in fairness, nobody around me sells War Machine either. I had someone come into the store like eight weeks ago and ask me about War Machine, and this was there was at the Friday night ago at the Friday night. Most stores had to sell it at deep discount, right? But meaning the Mark Four stuff that we just saw is out, you know, or it's coming out soon. But guy came in and asked about and asked about. War Machine and one of the one of my Friday Night Magic players who also plays miniature games and stuff like that was looked at, after the guy walked out looked at me and said, "Did that guy just ask you about War Machine?" And I was like, "I don't think anyone's asked me about War Machine in, in like five years. Like, I, right. I haven't yeah. even heard of For it." Sure. So I didn't know Malifaux was getting its update and doing all this stuff. Now I loved the lore for Malifaux. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. it was a very cool. It was a mishmash hodgepodge of two or three different things I like, but they put it together well. Mm-hmm. So I went to get. It kind of had a big, hi- I think, what I, I would call a hiccup when they tried to almost take on too much with other side, and then with the other side board through game? the breach, through, through the breach, and then other side. Yeah, some of those other ones when it's like they it took away from the main product. Yeah, they should have just stuck to Malfo. So. Then I asked her, I said, is there more lore to this? Because it is kind of thin. I went, then she goes, well, there's lore in each of the core faction books. Mm-hmm. And there's like nine of them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, 20. And they weren't asking much. What was it 25 bucks a book? I think it was uh, 25 the for the core and 20. For yeah, the... 20 for the core book and like 25 for the for yeah. the main books. But I'm not buying nine main books. So, And then we uh, Harrison remembered which of the two factions we liked. So I'm like, oh, let's take a look at those. But what I did like was they had the Madness of Malifaux, this book. It said the man, and the other yep. one was the something else. So apparently, as the story is progressing, because as they're introducing new facts, they're progressing the story. So if you don't have the old books and you like the lore, the book basically, and I was looking, I'm like, okay, so there's about 30 pages of lore in the beginning. This is what's, uh, what happened at this, you know. So they're basically putting out compilation books. Mm-hmm. It's this almost, it's almost like your Harbinger books for yeah. AOS right now, too. It's like, well, this, but this is stuff that happened before. Like, this right. is what happened this year. Like, and they said there's a new book coming out in a few months that's going to be the next step of what happened. And it has all the cards in the back, too. So, mm-hmm. like, if they get a new edition or new changes, this is the cards as they were right. when we printed this. You know, they do, they also have an app. Yeah. If all you the rules play. and cards are available all the rules free and, online. Yeah. So the cards are there free online. You can go look this, and so when they update it, it'll update there. But this is for people who like to keep and they keep that thing, and it's all in one book, and that's only twenty eight dollars a book. And I didn't know about that because we didn't ask that question. I'm going to be going back tomorrow and grabbing those books because I want the story. Yeah, because that's it. And I looked at, it, I'm like, um, I think I'm going to buy some Malifaux books. And this is, and this, this also, like you said before, the number one question we always ask is, can I get it at home? And I've been buying more stuff this particular Gen Con because it's stuff I don't see at home. I'm like, who sells Malifaux? I don't know anybody. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I want to at least read the lore. You know, I had some models. I had some things. Let's see how it works. Just get the ones out for the... But so, yeah, so we picked up a couple of those, and then I got a free figure because you get a free figure. Um, but that was really interesting. And their books are cheap, and they're all soft cover. Yeah. 
and do they look as fancy and nice as some hardcover books that we collect at 50 bucks a pop? Not necessarily. No. But, man, honestly. But the other thing, too, is when the time comes and things move on and, and the future the next, comes. the replacement book. You, I don't it, feel as bad. Yeah, it's, you know. You don't feel as bad offloading some of those books that you only paid twenty bucks, in, as opposed to the books you paid seventy for. Yeah. Oh, so that you saw Harrison gave you the book. That one, Malifaux Burns, was the oldest one, and that gives you some of the update in the cards. And then the Madness of Malifaux is the most recent one. Mm-hmm. And then the next one they come out, and they're all. This is recap of what's happened in the advancement of the world. And then when you pick up the faction book, that'll recap the advancement of the faction in that world. And I'm like, this is. I, I, so here what I, I always am buying loved, books again. What I loved about the um, Malifaux is all of a sudden they bring out the new book and, oh, my person that I love is dead now because they both – and it's, what, what, what? You can still play legendary games with them, but it's like they weren't afraid to make the story a story. Yeah, yeah. who did they tell us died? Because she was playing as someone who died. Harrison was like – because Harrison remembered more of the ladies than I did. I think it was uh, Perdita. Apparent, I don't entirely remember. Uh but Lady Justice is different now. Lady Justice is different adjusted. now. I used to play Lilith, and apparently she's in, like, demon jail or something yeah. like yeah. that, and her sister's well, in charge now. Well, Nakimo or, or something like that was her sister, wasn't it? I don't remember her Lilith name. Lilith was cool. And that yes. was, they, the factions were cool. For It was, like I said, in second edition when the factions seemed to double. Yeah. And that's when it was just like, okay, it had growing pains. It, it, it did. It got a little too, uh, yeah, because you had a lot of the same sort of effect in game, but it was called different keywords, and it, just, it, it got a little clunky, to say the least. Yeah. And I think Brad's point about the idea is they were also putting out then the other side and through the breach and everything like that. I think they just lost their focus. They got stretched they, thin. They, they, yeah, they tried to grow too fast, uh, sort of catch, catch that, that momentum, and failed. Pure and simple. Uh, that's the way I look at. It. But again, now you look at their uh, their booth. Now is it's much more streamlined. They have yes. and the models are gorgeous. They've learned how to make models even better now. The models look better, and they got some guy in there with some nice paint jobs. They went up like especially mm-hmm. with those goblin guys. I forget what they're called, but that whole goblin faction, right? The bayou, or, or the yeah, the bayou guys. Um, the paint jobs, the green gets up to very bright. Oh yeah, they went they they went with some very bright popping colors, lots of very smooth transitions. Possibly airbrush. I wasn't looking that close, yeah. um, but just the nice paint jobs, the nice models. They yeah. looked really good. Um, I said I looked at this again. I'm like, wow, I'm getting. How am I getting sucked back into the two possible alternatives to Warhammer that came out that I was actually interested in? Um, Brad said it, it's old as new again. That's what seems to be the theme for this year's Gen Con for us. It's, yeah, exactly. Um, and that was us walking around just checking. Now, you were checking that stuff out. Was, you, had, you talked about your demos. Was there anything else you looked at or saw today that you thought was really uh, cool? The other one, so a couple other things. Like there was This year, too, is uh, everyone their uncle selling dice. Oh, uh, my sort of goodness. Well, we did find one company that we liked, so we just signed up with them, and we we're taking back our first product order with us on Sunday. Um, but one other game that we found, again, someone we found at the Marketplace on Trade Day that we talked about last night uh, was uh, this company that makes this game called uh, Pocket Paragons. It's a dueling deck game. Basically, that paper, rock, scissor we talked about yesterday right. uh, for that. Uh, it's a great price point for uh, the cards. There's a lot of our, There's over four different duelists you can play uh, for this one and it's so when you buy a set is it 
So when you to buy a set, it's, it's like roughly about $25 US, okay. and it gives you eight different options, eight different decks in there to play. Oh, that is cheap. That's very cheap. And there's like four different boxes of the things uh, for that. And there's organized play. It's, it's a fun game. It's a fast game. It's one of those games that we can see being used a lot on our uh, card nights because it's one of the ones, all right, you finished your match early. There's still another 30 minutes in the round. Let's play a couple of games of this. That's that's how we see it happening. Cool. Yeah. So we have to look at that. Yeah. And again, talking to the owners of of that company, that it's people we want to do business because we liked them, uh, and it's it's still a good game. And that's that's what we looked for. But I think we're going to get spoiled for choices. Uh, there's so many cottage companies out there now with technology leveling that playing field. Uh, and with us having such a huge problem with supply chain, so the big boys have been. St- staggering a bit of getting products to stores and everything these smaller companies now are able to kind of get in there and hopefully get a little bit of a, a grounding in our communities and more the better because there's some talented creative people that we hopefully can uh support and uh help them become the next uh icons of our hobby cool Anything else, Brad, that you wanted, that you saw, that you bought? Now, you did pick up something from Asmodee, which was really cool. Yeah, I picked up their uh, Star Wars Legion uh, limited edition Gen Con diorama game piece uh, with Luke versus Vader. It's it's them on the second Death Star yeah. with the Emperor sitting watching them the dueling. The iconic moment from um, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it was, it's a really nice piece. When we get back from Gen Con, there's been, um, obviously with Shatterpoint come out, there's kind of been a huge resurgence of star wars um excitement at the shop and there's been a lot of guys that want to uh bust out bust out and dust off uh their legion so i think we're probably going to give away some of that stuff as prize material and just really try to um you know uh incentivize everybody to give legion another go as well and 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 play some Shatterpoint. speaking of limited edition mm-hmm. when i was at the gw booth mm-hmm. They had art prints there. Yes. And I went to look through it. I'm always looking for a Horus and the Emperor. Okay. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's like my screensaver on my computer at work because it irritates my boss. And it's, it's, I have it on my screensaver at my other computer. And I just I love that picture. Like, mm. and I, You're talking about the iconic one with him going up the steps? Yes, with yeah. the Emperor with the flaming sword and Sanguinius lying at Horus's feet. I just right. I love it. And they didn't have it there. They had a, they had the Sigmar sitting at the throne. I never quite. It's just I don't know what it is about that particular because I like Sigmar, but that one didn't quite grab me. But then I saw the cover for the. Uh, it was basically a big, big picture of the cover of the uh, orcs book. It's the Cruel Boys oh, okay. on the cover for mm-hmm. the orc mm-hmm. book. And I looked, and they were like fifty bucks, and it yeah. was a decent size. And I'm like, fifty bucks ain't bad. And I looked, and I didn't pull the trigger on it, but they were numbered. Yeah, like they were yeah. they're numbered, with, and it was like I I, saw, I think I saw number like twenty six on a two fifty, and I'm like I should just get it because they're really low. Number. And I like the yeah. cool boys. I didn't find anything that grabbed me that much. Plus, we were actually going back to buy other art because we I, we never talk about this. We're talking about gamings, but they have an entire authors. They call it authors row and yeah, it's, artist alley. Now, yeah, when you whatever. walk in now, Gen Con is this this hall is ridiculously large. Yeah. Like five I mean, football fields yeah, or something yeah, silly. It's, yeah, it's a long. So you go all the way down, up and down these aisles, and some places buy out enough sections where like that aisle kind of is closed, and you got to jot over to the next yeah. aisle because they're doing demos and stuff. But at, and the artist row and the authors row is all the way to the back. Yeah, I mean they're not selling games, which no. is the main thing. 
But you go back there, and some of the art is bananas. Breathtaking. Um, some of the books, I mean, there's a lot of authors there with yep. some cool stuff. And they list in the Little Gen Con catalog what authors are going to be here. Just kind of walk by, maybe find a book. But we did go through the art. Last year we bought some art, and I can't think of the name of the artist right now. But he does a really fun, really uh, high contrast sort of style of mm. artwork where he takes different sort of animes and cartoons and puts them into these fun pictures. Last year we bought one with Naruto where it's Naruto. We told yesterday, Naruto and Sasuke. It's that guy. Yeah. So we went to his booth today, and we got the large poster print for the la- uh, Avatar, the last airbender. Nice. nice. So it's, he, got the four, it's got the four nations on like the four like cardinal corners of the... Well, I guess not corners, yeah, but si- on the Ang, sides of the poster. Ang I can never remember. Ang, Ang's in the center, just like, you yeah. know, in the Avatar the, state, yeah, in the center of everything. All the characters in the story sort of build up around this. And it's it's a very, it's always, a, they're very cool prints. There was a lot of really cool, like, innovation in the art uh, area this year, but whether it was, like, sculpted materials mm-hmm. or um, uh, we were talking about earlier those, uh, the boxed shadow uh, picture, the shadow box picture, yeah. Which you look at it, and if you don't know what, like, the different shadow boxes are, and I know I say that in some people, I mean, I'm assuming my audience knows some things, but in case you don't, it's, it's, they're about three inches deep maybe right. and yeah. they're just basically like the one I love is the one from the Rankin Bass Hobbit yeah. yeah and it's basically about six sheets of glass inside there yeah and so it's just the like the back of the picture where it's the back of his cod is, is printed that part is printed on the back piece of glass yeah it's and then the little as, sophisticated toll painting yeah, yeah as you come forward be, right. so it's got all of that it so, the 3d the 3d like oh, yeah uh, image. Yeah, and it's they're really cool. And my mom used to have them, but she had ones for like Holly Hobby. Yeah, you know who Holly Hobby is. Yeah, and it was just like, but they were paper ones on the shadow. It wasn't really a shadow box thing. No, and they were just layering them deeper. That's toll painting. Same, yeah, that's what toll painting. Is. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so I grew up with those. I always thought they were kind of cool. Oh yeah. And then he's got ones that are just on little. They look like plexiglass, not quite cubes, but little like sheets of like thick parts. And so you got a little th- something on the front, a mm-hmm. little something on the back to add depth. The video game ones looked awesome. Harrison is looking to get the cover, basically the Doom CD cover. The Doom CD-ROM thing. Nice. If, something, if I'm going to get a little glass thing that's going to live on my desk, it's going it, to... Ca- it's pretty much what I play at this point. He's had cool. the Castlevania with the one with Simon yeah. you know, in the center with the nice drawing one mm. and all the depth. But then he had the first Castlevania... With him standing there in the in the in the eight bit with the layers of glass you see farther back, right. and then on the top of the front he had the dialogue box, and nice. it was Dracula saying yeah. what is it like, and I was just like, oh my god. Harrison and I were looking at all of these, we're like, oh my, and they were like a buck forty for yeah. the for the for the big ones with the glass and the and the little thin sheet, the little small ones were like forty five. But there's a lot of like so neat skill and material in those things. I, yeah. I have no problem with that price if you can afford it. It's. I think it's worth it. Yeah, some people had stuff in the back, a little bit farther on artist row. They had. They were doing them on the the, the, the different characters. Like there was a yeah. Rick and Morty, but they were all on the sheet metal with the yeah, stuff yeah, printed yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. So much cool art back there. So we picked some up, you know, because you know support the artists. I, I really like that. That's. I mean, some of the stuff were huge prints or prints, but like like you said, the, these themes of like that look like magic cards, and some of these. I mean. Some people were selling stuff for 40 bucks to print, and stuff went up to, like, we saw those huge posters. I mean, these things were, like, four feet long and a right. foot and a half wide. 
and they were just big. And it was like they were massive. It was like a big one, and they had tags saying "sold on them." If you wanted to buy the one that was right there, but it's like right. a big ship from one of the shows, like maybe the Millennium Falcon with all the streaks behind it, mm-hmm. it's huge. Man. Mm-hmm. And they're like, those are like four hundred bucks, you know. And it's like, and I get it, like that's that artist's work. I, I'm not, it, but you can find stuff that's. At any really price big. point, you can yeah. find stuff at any price. You can, point. yeah, you can find that. stuff that's big and extravagant. You could also find stuff that's, you know, relatively got, yeah. like for your walls at your house. <laughs> and yeah, and that's what Gen Con is, though. It's not just about just board games, miniature games, uh, card games, and that. There's an entire stream about authors, so you can do an entire four days strictly around the creative writing process and following your authors doing seminars. Yeah, signing up for seminars, yeah, for yeah. all those authors' talks, yeah. Uh, there's 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 art uh, streams. All these things all exist here, and that's what makes it wonderful because there's a cross contamination happening. Because I might not necessarily go to a, a show that's only art uh, from anime, but because because it's in the dealer hall, I do see it and I get exposed to it. Exactly. I wasn't planning on buying it last it. year. Like I said, exactly. last year I wasn't planning on buying a cowboy bebop. Yeah. You know, sort of uh, art, art, art decoy, art nouveau sort of looking a cowboy bebop eleven by fourteen print, like like right. a train poster essentially. Yeah. And so then we came back this year and he's like, "The buy two get one." So we bought the one big one and we bought a couple extras. And you know, it's uh, we looked for him, but we always look around. You know, I, I like to put something on my walls. A hundred percent. That's always a fun thing. Is that's my souvenir. That's my T-shirt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yeah. And I, oh, I did get that one T-shirt. That oh, that's got an awesome Conan, shirt. Conan quotes on it. That's awesome. I, you know, I had to. Um, is there anything else that we looked at that we saw that we want to talk about? Uh, I think that was pretty much the gist of day two. Yeah. Yeah. We had a really good dinner. Um, I think we'll maybe have time to play a couple more games over the next couple of days, and yeah, yeah. I think uh, we'll just see what what comes, uh, what other little treasure troves we we'll can figure find. out tomorrow. See whether or not uh, we have the strength to be able to carry back some uh, other spoils. So, so what would tell? It's Vampire the chapters. Masquerade Chapters, and it's basically it's an RPG. It's an RPG. So uh, treat it like the idea of uh, Gloomhaven. Yeah. Sort of idea, except it's it's about Vampire the Masquerade and pre-generated characters yeah. and fifty like fifty chapters of in like, the in the, the main box, which we were discussing yesterday off the air, and it's like I know people who like to play RPGs. Yeah, uh, I know people who like to run RPGs. I know people who would like to run one. Yep. but they don't have the wherewithal to pick up a module and then come up with something that they think like you know they're creating up some yeah. some sort of story. This you don't have to. Cre- it's all there it's for all you, there. laid out. You just have to run them through it. And yep. like I said, with like, as with Gloomhaven, it, there's like I said, I think it's like fifty chapters. It is. If you played every other week, that's a two-year game. It's a hundred plus hours. Yeah. If you played one chapter a week, and sometimes you might get two chapters in because that. But if you played one chapter, like I said, every two weeks. Yeah. And fifty chapters. You and I think there are ways to run it again with different things and different characters, different, characters, and exactly. different stuff like that. So yeah. that's a I, we saw that last year, and I was that was another one. I'm like, we will never play this. Yeah, that's that was look a- up some videos first because Gloomhaven I love. Mm-hmm. We all enjoy Gloomhaven, but it's such a slog to get it back on the table and get it set up that we don't play it. That's it's good. It's it's an amazing game. But we don't have the space to leave it set up, so we just it just happened. So I have to do the research here. That's the only thing that's holding me back is that maybe I'll just buy the regular vampire books instead. We did the demo for 
or we didn't do the demo, but we sat down because we hadn't signed up for it, and they were only doing signed up demos because they were pretty booked. But mm-hmm. this was in between, and we, we got to look at the one for Werewolf, the right. Apocalypse. It's very cool. It's awesome. very cool stuff. So, I mean, if if you are going to invest the time to play it, yeah, it's a hundred percent worth getting. Exactly. If you're going to invest the time to play. It. And that's what I have to figure out. Yeah. And that's right. And also, too, is we have to slog it back to the hotel, and that's over 50 pounds worth of uh, slogging to do there. It's, how, it, it can't be that. Pick it, pick it up. Uh, exactly. I, I could bring more potatoes back for you here. But the expansions. Take less, There's less three, work. Ba- three decent expansions. Oh, you know what? I can check for But, yeah, so I, like I said, I think that that's really cool. Um, and like I said, tomorrow we're going to go back. I did. Oh, I did see a demo for a game. And if anyone, if anyone wanted, it's called I Joined a Cult. I think it's called <laughs> I Joined a Cult. It's for four to eight players. You, someone gets a card that's the cult leader, and then there's the different levels in the cult, uh, down from the inquisit inquisitors to the to the faithful to the heretics. So I know it sounds like another game, but it's not. Um, <laughs> but the only person who you know who they are, who you actually know what their card is, right. is. The cult leader. Because the object is for the lower people to climb their way up and sort of kill these guys off by using the gods that they're praying to and using these cult powers to slowly chew their way up to become the leader of the cult. So the last man standing is the winner. Um, And, you, you know, you might have other loyal cultists, but I haven't seen your card, so I may be helping you. I may not. Um, one of the cool things that they talked about is, you know, you have things and you can share things with other people. So you could have a good thing with your dice roll and you could you could go and heal the 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 leader of the cult. Yeah. Who other people have been trying to kill. Now he thinks you're on his side. Maybe you're not, though. Maybe you're just helping him to get in his good graces because nobody knows what it is. And if your character gets killed, you're not out of the game because you come back as a wraith right. with different rules, but you can still affect the game because you might not get to actually participate in this part because you're a ghost, but you, your the team dice that you is would, still the team that would win. Yeah, nice. the, the, whatever part of the cult you belong to is still part of the team, and you get your dice. I don't get to roll them. I don't get to do stuff, but I get to divvy them out to different people because I could still be give, helping. And that's you how still influence. Yeah. Nice. And I'm like, this is great. And they're like, yes, four to eight players because you, because you can't have less than that and not figure out instantly who's who. Because here I am. I'm the cult leader. There's two other people. One of you has to be the Inquisition. One of you is faithful. So you have to have minimum of four players to play. It's me, Harrison, and Barnett. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. And with, the, and with those types of social so deduction games, it's really, you really need like that? six. I, I mean, you've almost I think talked, it was 45 bucks. And I, I, I marked it on the, gen- I'll tell you, it's like in row 500. I'll tell you where it is if you want to look at it tomorrow. Because I, I, and they just have so the Is that where stuff we're playing tomorrow night? If you pick it up, we could. We need four of us as long as Kevin wants to play. I mean, Kevin's oh, yeah. getting ready to leave because it's no. quarter to nine. Oh, oh okay. Um. Well, you know, let's wrap it up because people need to do stuff, and Kevin's got to go play, go watch Dirty Puppets. So <laughs> I don't think they're dirty, but maybe. don't they have bad language? I thought it was an adult. They do. One of the best That's jokes ever. Not is what dirty what, means? Yeah. Come I, okay, on. Okay, I don't mean. Okay, I'm not saying Team America. I'm saying the language. I'm talking more South Park, less Team America. So what is red and white, and you find lying in the gutter? What? A dead fire truck. What? That's. That's your genius. Show? Oh my god. That's genius. <laughs> oh my god. So, so Kevin's and going to that, watch Weird Puppet Theater. The rest of us will be back tomorrow. We're going to play some games and then call it a night and then we're going to come back tomorrow with 
day three of Gen Con and find out if I broke and bought all those things I said I didn't want to, or if Brad ran out and bought them and I just get to play his copy. There you go. All right, folks, see you tomorrow. Living it up, it's a big thing, it's good for you. Right, right, let's do the yaya's now. I'm